Now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It is 8.10 on the Mike Kelter Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. In the studio with us now, in the home studio, is a very funny Rosebud Baker, who I, I think the first time you were on the show was when we were in Montreal, but now... Now we're like podcast buddies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've really yeah. bonded over the quarantine. I know. But do you, do you uh, like, I think this has been good for, for comics. You get to do, first of all, you get to see how hard it is to do radio. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and deal with, <laughs> and, you know, try to get the pressure. Like, I, I feel like we have a good relationship. Yeah. But the fact that I have to bring you here and bring you through my garage and all this stuff, I'm like, oh, that, it gets to me. I'm all stressed out. Now that you're here, I'm Yeah, you, like, I walked in and you apologized. Yeah, because I feel like I'm, I'm really worried. I knew you'd be cool. But I'm really worried about the Apollo's here tomorrow. Uh-huh. And then he's going to come in and go, Jesus Christ, I don't walk down your garage. And you got your friend. <laughs> and I'm also, I was having my kitchen redone, so a lot of the stuff from there is in my garage. So it's just, a, it's like the worst time to be here. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's awkward. It's- now you're in here, it's okay. I mean, listen, you're act, you're acting like I don't podcast from my own living room. Uh, I know. <laughs> That's true. You know? Well, so, I, some, of, some of these podcasters, these comedians, I want to go. First of all, you know, you look at Bobby Kelly. He's the king of Zoom. He has the best camera, the <laughs> best background. Yeah, the self-titled self- king of Zoom. And, but, I mean, he really <laughs> looks the best. For, for as unattractive as a man as he is, he looks fantastic it's unbelievable. in Zoom. He, it's like a skincare commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His lips, his head, everything looks beautiful. He's glistening. And then, uh, but then some comics are just like the camera shooting up their nose. Yeah. They got pictures of their parents on the wall behind them. Like, nobody ever stopped <laughs> to go, what, what should be behind me? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that was the biggest problem with Zoom is that uh, in the beginning you just saw how many people were neglecting the place that they lived. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And you knew, you were like, oh, this is why you do comedy. Because you'd hop on a Zoom meeting with them and you'd be like, you can't stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is some, we were judging people's quality of their, uh, you know, their living space by how, you know, figuring out how successful they are. Yeah. Like we had Sal from Impractical Jokers on and he's doing okay. Mm-hmm. But then you talk to like Brendan Sagalow and you're like, he can't live there anymore. <laughs> He's going to get, he can't live in that apartment. He's going to get, can't say. Oh, I can't? Yeah, he got used to saying podcast words. Oh, whoops, yeah. whoops, my That's bad. Right. Uh, right. Same uh, awful, yeah. awful apartment for the last four years. And he's been, he's got a roommate that he would do these Instagram stories where you could listen to his roommate. Yeah. Who's like a real know-it-all. Right. You know, and like every know-it-all, he's an idiot. Yeah. So you just hear this guy talking and giving like advice about how to pick up women yeah, yeah, from yeah, Brendan's room. Right, right, right. And I've never seen this guy's face, but I just am like, please get out of there because that. I always, that's another thing I always, and I grew up in New York, so I know how bad it is and how rents are and stuff, but you f- see these guys in horrible apartments and they have like three roommates. Yeah. That's no, that's no way to live your life. I mean, that's just how New York is. You I could know. be 53, have two roommates. My you know. my uh, family friends, we say cousins, but they're not really cousins. They grew up on Elizabeth Street, uh, where my family grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice they, street. It, well, it, they still live in a rent-controlled apartment over there oh. since the '60s. Can you tell me when they die? I know, everybody's <laughs> waiting to die. Like uh, Francis Ford Coppola bought out everybody on uh, one of the floors of their building. Yeah. So he, so it's like a regular old school uh, apartment building that you'd see in the in the '70s movie or sitcom or something but but now it's in a beautiful area of town it's where all of the fun stuff happens so uh, Coppola owns a whole floor 
they live on whatever floor they live on, and they can't make any upgrades as part of their rent control uh-huh. to their apartment. So their bathtub is still in their kitchen <laughs> after all these years. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, you're, so that's that's part of the the thing you have to live with over there. Where do you where do you live? I live in Gramercy. Okay, so I you're live, okay. Yeah, I live right by all the hospitals. I live right by the vet uh, the vet hospital. Right. So I walk out every day, and I'm just. I just see what Vietnam did. Right. To, uh, Lieutenant Dan hobbling down the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got you. Pretty much. Yeah. And um, I've lost a lot of neighbors, uh-huh. obviously, because with COVID, my all my neighbors are, you know, 80. So, so wow. So they're dying. I don't, we see here in Florida where COVID doesn't affect anybody. Right. Uh, we don't have COVID. We don't have real. COVID. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not nearly, <laughs> we hardly know anybody that's ever died that's been under the age of, uh, you, you should know, just 90. say here in 2019. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, either that or maybe we're so advanced. Yeah. How do you like that? I love it. Uh, last time we saw you, you were dating a black dude. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't meet the dude, but somebody, I don't know if you told me or somebody else told me, and I asked you, I remember <laughs> saying to you, were you we're talking about your family and I said we were rebelling against the family and you said I was rebelling against the family and I go, like, black boyfriend and, like, <laughs> making a joke. And you know, Miss Pat heard me and got so mad at me. <laughs> she was, she was like, um, oh, "Really, man. really?" In 2018, uh, dating a black guy would that make it? Does she not know that that would still make a lot of white girls' uh, <laughs> parents very angry? She, I don't want to. I, I'm like scared to get Miss Pat angry. I'm yeah. too, she's. I love her too much. Like she's one of those comics. That I am like a fangirl of. Yes, she's very funny. I swear to God, I saw her on stage once. I walked, I watched her, and I think I might have teared up. I oh, was like, right. it was like watching opera. Right. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> she's she, so good. She used to come to Side Splitters, and Ralphie used to go. Ralphie May would call me and go, "Hey, my friend Miss Pat's coming. You got to have her on." And I would never have her on because I, I thought. Like I don't know. I thought that I never saw her, and yeah. there's some of those acts. Galvin, what's the what's the act that where it's like a an old Southern lady act? Oh yeah, Aunt something. Yeah, and like Aunt Tessie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an old lady who curses a lot. You right, know, and right, I'm right. like, I'm not doing. It. I thought that's what Miss Pat was. I didn't know that she was the complete opposite of that. Yeah. So I missed out all those times. So yeah, uh, yeah. But we gotta we gotta get her back uh, in in town. She hasn't been here in years. She's years. so funny. Yeah. She's, I don't know if she's coming out. Is she even still she doing had, the road? I don't know. I don't know. Why was she so popular now? I mean, she's got the money not to. Yeah. So Is that the goal? It's so funny that you guys are like trying to get as many dates as you can, and then you get to a, a level of success where you're like, no, I don't want to do them anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, this isn't a sustainable way to live. You know what I mean? No. Like, and, although it is, it does help with a marriage. It does. If you could leave on a Wednesday and come back on a, on a Monday, that's the best way to keep a marriage alive. It really is. Yeah. I Honestly, I'm so happy I'm married to another comic. Yeah. We Before we got married and before all of this, I saw him like once uh, once a month. <laughs> and Which, it was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, it's still great, but we need the time apart. We just need we need our own space. We get time away from all of our responsibilities. The other one handles it. And then... The other one gets to go. Now, how's it been being cramped in the apartment? Not the great. Time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, since September. Oh, so wow. It's new. Yeah. So how'd that happen so quick? You went I mean, from... we're both drug addicts, right. so <laughs> we move quicker than lesbians, right. you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's the only group of people that just moves as fast as a lesbian Right, right. okay, I got you. If not faster. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, how, how bad are the drugs? 
I mean, well, we're both sober. Sober now. So this is how we act out. What was your drug of choice? Um, It was mostly alcohol. I I drank a lot. And then whatever was, like, around. So you were destined to be a comic. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm lucky I got sober before I started comedy. Because I don't understand how anybody can try to get sober as a comedian, as, like, a working comic. Right. Because I'm just like, what? Yeah, you have too much going on and and I and too much to deal with. I mean, you're in it every night, right? You know, right. <laughs> do you do that thing where you hop around like the different clubs in one night? Like you'll go to. Yeah. That's insane to me. That's yeah. insane. I can't like the pressure of that would be too much. What going from like going from uh, New York to the cellar, yeah, to the cellar, the pussy cat, and all those things, jumping back and forth. It's so funny because you know I used to do that every single night, and it was just what I did. And I look back at it now, and I go, oh, that was. Insane. Like yeah. the amount of stuff I would do in one day in New York was crazy. Right. Because I do one thing now and I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I'm done for out. the week. Yeah. I don't. Uh, so I did stand up a couple of times just as an opportunity because I had friends who were comedians. Yeah. And it's fun to do. And, How'd it and, go? And, uh, I mean, I, I, all right. Like I didn't get booed, you know? Yeah. So when you get off, though, and you get up there and you get that, that applause, and, and it's. I, I'm very comfortable talking, very comfortable in front of crowds. I don't care about that. Yeah. But when it seems like it went okay, afterwards, you're like, oh, this would be kind of fun. There's no way in the world <laughs> that I would start now to yeah. try and do something like that. I don't have the, I don't have any of that inside me that would give it that much effort to try right. and run back and forth to clubs and do open mics and all that other nonsense. Right. So when somebody is a successful comedian, when you see that they've made it, you really have to understand what they went through to get there. Oh, my God. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the worst. Awful. It's the most demoralizing. I, I, I would stand in the snow during the polar vortex in New York City. It would be negative 13 degrees. My my bones would feel like metal. Right. And I would be barking to try to get five minutes oh. to do, you know, just five minutes of my awful so, material. So we learned from crashing that the way that that works is you go out there and you – you get people to come to the show. You give them tickets or whatever, and then they come to the show. And if you do enough people, then you get the time to go do it, or you get the time for exchanging for barking. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You just—I mean, I was horrible at barking. I would get nobody, but I'm a—I'm a woman, yeah. which was helpful because I'd be like, "Well, I tried." <laughs> I—I've you know? been walking through uh, Times Square before, and I had young kids chasing me. Come see comedy. Come yeah, yeah. like get out of my face. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like comedy. I just don't want to talk to anybody. You know what I right. mean? So I get it. I know the initial—the the reaction. Yeah, it's awful. I remember, and I used to get really angry, you know, because I, even though I'm small, I have like a temper like Bobby Kelly. Right. And it was like somebody would say, you know, they'd get in my face or they'd say something disrespectful and I'd follow them. Yeah. I'd just start <laughs> following them down the street and I'd be like, get back here, blah, blah, you know. And it was like, what am I doing? Do I still want them in the audience? Yeah, Why? right, right. You've, now you've now you got them coming in. They hate you already. <laughs> yeah, it's like I wanted to drag them down there, but not so that they could see the show, just to win the argument. Right, like, I right. just missed the whole point of barking. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know anybody that's, well, I guess tourists. Tourists be walking down the street, get free tickets or something. They're like, all right, we'll go see it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of stupid people in New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, this is Rosebud Baker. She's going to be at Side Splitters one night, right? Tonight? In yeah. and out? Yeah. Then where do you go next? you go back home or do you have another? I'm going to go back home and then uh, in February I start going back on the road. I'm doing a little Midwest run and then um, I'm recording an album in March at Zany's. Now, uh, you say album, but what does that mean? really mean? Like, are you actually going to put anything on a CD or an album or whatever? Or I'm is... literally, I'm recording an album. An album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And then I think I'm going to film it and probably put it on wherever. That seems to be what you need to do. Now, now everybody can do that stuff on their own. 
I know. You don't need to wait for whoever. I'm not, yeah, and there's no point because my whole life's changed. Yeah. I, it's like all the material that I've worked on for the last seven years, I just am done. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, so. And uh, and I want to I want to put it away and start over. What are you? Uh, what podcast are you doing? I have two podcasts. I have. Uh, I used to tell a comic, stop doing podcasts. <laughs> stop. And if you remember Galvin <laughs> in the beginning? Oh yeah. Every comedian would be like, "Well, yeah, I have a pod." I go, uh, "Harlan Williams came in the studio. He's like, I have a podcast." I go, "Stop! What is your?" <laughs> and then he said, "You know what? You're right." He said, uh, "I'm not making any money off it. I've been feel like it's going anywhere." And he's like, "Listen to it." And tell me what you think, and if it stinks, I'll stop doing it. And yeah. I listened to it, and it was actually good. I got the one guy that I got. He he was completely opposite of what he what he comes across as. He was very he, he was opinionated. Yeah, he was uh, he was saying things that you don't have to worry about saying these days. And then he did weird characters, which you expect from him. Yeah. And I thought, all right, this guy actually has a good podcast. But I need you to do the same thing for me. I will. I totally will. I, I have two, and I need to know which one to quit. Okay, tell me which Tell me which ones. <laughs> tell me which one to do. I'd be happy to tell you. So I have two. One is Devil's Advocate with Rosebud Baker. That's uh-huh. on all things comedy. Okay. And then I've got... Uh, so give me the premise of that. That one is talking about all the bad things that have happened and how they make us funny. Like how... It's basically the... The flip side of bad, of bad stuff. So the good stuff that's come out of bad. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. And then that's sort of like the thing that I'm. Do doing. you do you tell it? Do you are you like I want to tell you about this one time where I did this, boom, boom, boom. But now I'm. Well, stronger. it's it's funny because sometimes I'll bring somebody on and I'll have a guest and I'll talk to them about their life, and then other times I'll just do it myself and it'll just be me talking. Now how now does that come out good? Because like I whenever I do an Instagram live. I go, I'm in my car by myself in car line or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pop on and do this. And I go, I'm going to do this for five minutes because I don't really have anything to say. Right. And then 40 minutes later, I'm still talking to myself. And that's, I go, evidently, it's easier than I thought it was. That's how I feel. Yeah. And actually, a lot of people say that they like those episodes better. So I don't know which to do. Okay. And I'm kind of like, ta- you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of finding it. And then um, I also I have another podcast with my husband called Find Your Beach. And it was like, we started that on the first day of quarantine as right. just a Let's whatever. Let's do something, yeah. And then we were like engaged three days later. Oh. And so the podcast has kind of just been our entire relationship right, from right. the first day of quarantine all the way through to now. Now, I, the one time the two of you were on my podcast together with Bobby, I wasn't there. And everybody was telling me how great it was. I feel like we need to try and do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have... I always have I find it to be very easy to ask people questions when I'm when I'm wearing the microphone or doing a microphone. Right. Like off the air, I, n- I could never say half the stuff I could say if we're on. But I got questions about it. Like we had a transgender uh, comedian on uh-huh. yesterday, uh-huh. and I was and Bobby didn't tell me that this person was going to be on. So once the cameras lit up, I'm like, all right, that lady's got an Adam's apple. I don't know what's going on here, and I'm like, let's just. Play along, and I'm and I and then finally when I realized everybody was comfortable, I go, all right, how long into this podcast till I can start asking the questions that I really want to ask? Yeah. And thankfully, this person Jay was great, and I just was started. Was it Jay McBride? Yes. Oh yeah, she's so, great. So I just I had a med- yeah. right, med- right. Yeah, she's <laughs> hilarious. She's really funny, and uh, she opened for me at Union Hall for uh, New York Comedy Festival. But... Yeah. See, so that was the other thing that I was talking to her about is that. If you, I would imagine if you're a transgendered anything, or if you're a transgendered comedian, she's like, I don't want to do 
all gay shows. I don't want to do. Yeah, because you just want to be one of the right. one of the normal people, one of the uh, average people. You know, right. I mean, you don't want to be like a niche thing. You know. Yeah. And uh, I would imagine that that's got to be tough. So yeah, I don't know. I I love those sort of things. She's I love, a great joke writer too. Yeah, that's that's what they were saying. Yeah. So all right, so you and the husband do the podcast, mm-hmm. and it no. So what were you? Do you guys? It's just I don't I don't know why it's we're just funny together. Yeah. I don't know what it is like. I feel like that podcast is just so much funnier. There's moments where we're just ripping each other apart, just absolutely <laughs> tearing. There was one where we roasted each other's genitals oh, for like. Yeah, that's good. And we, you we know, do we that put to the Carmen every out. morning. We yeah. put the clip out. It gets a bunch of. <laughs> it gets a bunch of like views, and and people find that really silly and funny and a lot of fun the other one's a little more serious so um i don't know which one to maybe i'll keep them both up but it's this sounds like my new job my new podcast is going to be i listen to other people's podcasts and tell them at the end whether they should quit or not you should (laughs) there's so many people that need you Uh, oh yeah yeah Yeah, then there's guys i mean there's guys that i that you don't know of like i don't know (laughs) um What's his name? Greg. I forgot his name already. Uh, he he does like nerd podcasts where where they'll talk about the Mandalorian and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, I watch that. But then I don't think anybody else should be watching that. Who is it? Greg. Uh, uh, is he from New York? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, you'd know him if you saw him. I can't think him. Yeah. And, him and Mush do a podcast together. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like those guys who are just doing the the specialty ones, but they're always going to have an uh, an audience. They're always going to have a crowd of people. That For listen sure, to them. yeah. I I didn't want to do any kind of specialty thing. I was I was like every time I've started a podcast that was a specialty podcast, I've gotten sick of the thing I was talking about and yeah. within six months, and I'm like, forget this. I don't want to talk about it ever again. Yeah. I used to have a podcast entirely about Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yeah, but then how long can you do that? Is for? it still up anywhere? It, it, oh, yes. Carmen gets so excited! It is. It's it's called Two Less Lonely Girls. We like <laughs> found him on the street. We stalked him and we found him on the street. Shut up! Yeah. And where? How did you find him? Uh, we had somebody that we knew who used knew to work for TMZ. Okay. Told me he was at the Bowery Hotel. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I did this with Corinne Fisher, and I was on my couch that night, literally in my pajamas. I got in a lift. I go to the Bowery Hotel. Justin's there with Haley, and it was like right when they'd started dating. And he comes out, and I'm like, Justin, and I, Justin, and he's like, he's ignoring me, yeah, and I yeah. know he can hear me. Yeah. So I, I don't even know what happened. My hand just reached out, and I just watched it. Like it's never looked so big, and it just like grabbed onto his shoulder. And I go, Justin, and he goes, what? <laughs> He goes, what? And um, I was about to cry. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I made him mad. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I love you. Yeah. And I just I just went, you're, I have a podcast about you, and your mom listens to it. Uh, what did he say? He was like, okay. Uh, yeah, was he weirded out? He was so weirded yeah. out. And also, like, what do you mean your mom listens to it? Like, I didn't even know how to say right, your right. mom and I have DM'd uh-huh. on, like, Twitter. And we had. And yeah. I have like lied to her and told her that I read the Bible every day. I, I, just, I just like completely, I just started spinning lies for, for Patty. Right. And, um, and I told him, I'm so happy that you and Haley are back together. Uh, cause I, I just love you guys together. And that was when he like flipped. He just went, yeah, she's an angel or whatever. I would have been like, you're a goddamn lunatic. I know. And ran from you. I know. First of all, you chased me down. Yeah. You touched me. 
you talk about my mother, you, and you think you know my mother, yeah. and then and then now you're like talking about my relationship. Oh, I'm and like, not yeah. only that, it was like once it was over, I took a picture with them, and then once they left, I kept following them. Oh my! <laughs> no, uh, where? Where did they? I, what did I, you? I walked probably about a mile and a half. Just behind them. Just behind them, so that I could trail them, so that my friend could find them. Oh my god! So then we get, they like hopped into this restaurant, and my friend comes to meet me. She was on stage, Corinne. Uh -huh. She like gets she. She rolls up in like a white van, like it's an OJ chase, and he and she she gets out of the van at the restaurant that they're at, and then she goes in to go meet them. So it was like a whole thing oh. that we had orchestrated, and I put it on my Instagram. Right, I, I right. have the whole thing. Oh, I gotta go see that. It's man. all like a series of stories in that. Um, you know the what are they highlights? The, the highlights. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like a whole Justin Bieber. Oh my god! Chase. Now do you really do you, now. Why do you love him? I don't know. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't know. I love him. I love him. I love his. I I, I am unapologetic about liking his music. Yeah. And I think he's adorable. He and is. I think his wife is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love him a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to run out to a restaurant to see him, but you'd be surprised. Oh no! Listen, <laughs> I went to. So my buddy Justin lives in in the city, and uh, we we were meeting in the city to go to dinner. Uh huh. And I got there before he did, and there was a thousand people at night standing on this small street gathered around this restaurant. And I said to the limo driver, I go, what, what's going on? And it was Kanye was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. and he was eating dinner there with Kim. Yeah. And I go, so what are they doing in there? He goes, they're just eating dinner inside. I go, so all these people are waiting for him to come outside? And the guy was like, yeah. And I went, oh. And I just turned around and walked away. I have no interest whatsoever. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah. In, if it's in, Kanye and Kim, I'm like, bye. No, I mean, like, even if it was Justin, there's no way I'm I'm standing there and staring at a building till they come outside, I've, even if it's Bieber or whoever it is. Honestly, I don't know what it is about. I've never been like this. Yeah. But Justin, I'm like, I'm like Beatles. <laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> I like love him. I don't know how old you are, but uh, for those of you listening, Rosebud is not 17. I'm to I'm too yeah. old yeah. to like him. <laughs> right. Like, like, uh, like, like you he like him sexually? Like you're like, I want to ravage no. him. Right? He's just like a little boy that you want to want to hug. I would breastfeed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> right. You want to nurture him. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I want to nurture him. Uh, I want to make sure he's okay. Oh, Carmen, Carmen wants to jump his bones, though. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Carmen? Him and Drake are like my dream team. Yeah. It's, well, that's a weird dream team. That's a, it's so funny because they've worked together a lot. You know, yeah. Drake was in uh, Baby, the Baby music video before he was like huge in yep. America. Listen to you two. <laughs> Carmen, maybe you just love Canadians. <laughs> I, I, I am from Michigan, so I, you know, I'm used to it. <laughs> you guys have a lot in Carmen. Carmen dated a black guy. Did then switched out and went to a string of white guys. Now back to the OG black guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The the ex, so he wasn't really an ex. It was like just a long time ago uh -huh. when I first moved to Florida, and then he had to move away for work. Uh -huh. yeah. So it ended all out in good terms. There was no like oh, nothing that's great, nothing bad happened, and he just recently moved back into town. Oh, and he's single. He's newly single. I'm newly single, and it was like, let's see where this goes. We he moved that one back out. into town and moved back into Carmen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say, when you say town. Yeah, we know. We know about the village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I went back to white guys permanently. I'm married now. Yeah. So. Well, you say that permanently. You never know what's gonna happen. I mean, I'm hoping. Right. I'm hoping some, you know, now, opportunities who, arise. <laughs> uh, now, now, uh, the black dude. I have questions about this. Where do you meet him? Was he a comic too? He was also a comic. Oh, so yeah. That's why. So you yeah. like the guys that you're around. I like. Uh, I like funny guys. Yeah. I do. I mean, it's also like you can date. Uh, 
they say you can date outside. You shouldn't date comics as a woman, but I'm like, well, who who are you going to date? It's all you're around. Yeah. That's all you're, what and, are you going to date? Waiters or, or club owners? And you sit across from like a normal guy on a date, and they're asking you about comedy, and you know they secretly think they could do it better, and right. it's just the worst feeling. You're like, ugh. <laughs> Have you or, broken up with a guy because he gave you a joke? You can you can use that. You can use I've, that in your I've, act. I've, exactly that that uh, kind of thing where they just they give you something and they go, oh, this you're going to love this, uh, and it's like you don't understand. My gynecologist does that. Oh. Like everyone I know does that, and. I uh, I can't I can't stand it. So I'll just drop I'll I'll just lie on the first date and say I do something else. That's then, what I do. I tell people I'm a butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a baker because right. I'm up early in the morning. I got things to do. Yeah, I don't. What's need the to... third thing you tell them? I just tell them I do interior <laughs> design. Candlestick maker. <laughs> Thank you. Right, you gotta finish it. If you're going butcher baker. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so um, I wanted to do. Before everybody was podcasting, before I ever did a podcast, yeah, I wanted to do a podcast, and I thought that there might be a possibility that I could do a podcast with my wife because she's surprisingly funny. Yeah, and then Galvin made me feel so bad about it I could never. Do <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> Not just America; it's international. Thank yeah, you. my wife is funny. Yeah, and I and she's mean to me, and like that we're mean to each funny. other. I think it could be funny, but Galvin, Galvin's ruined so many things for me. <laughs> if I'm so insecure about some stuff, like I'm not insecure about myself, but if I'm like, oh, I love that guy, he's great. Galvin's guy, that guy's awful, and I'm like, I don't like that guy anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're impressionable. Yeah, very, very much so. Only by Galvin though, he he's just intimidating. I'm like that too with certain people, like it, like. Uh, if let's say Bobby Kelly, yeah. If I talk to Bobby Kelly about somebody that I I don't have any sort of negative feelings about Bobby will somehow make me see exactly what there is to dislike about a person yes in five he seconds brings out the worst in everybody. Yeah, yeah yeah and I just go oh okay yeah I'm never speaking to that person have you played <laughs> soul Joel's? I have not okay so this is a place in Pennsylvania I think yeah and it's talk to the guy it's a guy who who during the uh, COVID, he figured out a way to do an outdoor right. stage or something, and he's always he's had comedy out there, and it's freezing out there, but he's got heat lamps and all that stuff. Yeah. And I only know about this because I see all of my friends are playing out there. So yesterday, Bobby's playing out there this weekend. So yesterday, the guy uh, texts him, and he says, hey, he just says, this is how the text went, something along the lines of, hey, uh, John DeBella says you've been on his show before, and they really like you. Can you do it tomorrow at ten thirty? That's a radio show out there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, they're willing to promote a show, or whatever. And Bobby's like, can you believe that? And I go, can I believe what? And he goes, that that's the way the guy talked to me. And he just had. I go, what did he do wrong? I yeah. go, he just asked you if you want to do promotion on a radio show yeah. that you like and they like you. Yeah. That's not how you start a conversation. You say hi, how you doing? I go, oh, you are such a diva. <laughs> you are such a baby. You know what though? I totally. I, I I was gonna do a date out there, and it was uh, and I asked you know I was like hey can I come out there for whatever, and he goes, uh, you know during the winter it's been a little tough uh, maybe we can do a door deal and I was like I'm not doing a door deal right, right, right. for your outside right. show <laughs> for your shit is there a door yeah. I was like there's no door <laughs> and I I so I didn't respond and, uh, and he was like he sent a, an email a couple weeks later being like following up on this I was like following up on what uh, on your door deal like I'm not doing yeah, it and I was just like absolutely not so it's one of those things where I'm sure he's a nice dude I, I don't but know him, it yeah. was like bye 
yeah. forever. He clearly <laughs> should not be doing his own texting is what I've learned. Yeah, I was like, you need someone to handle your emails because oh, that man. is absolutely not Well, uh, listen, for a tent. Let me, th- yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell everybody, you can go tonight only at uh, Side Splitters 960-1197 as a one show. Yeah. That's it. One show. Get in and get out. Yeah. Uh, go see Rosebud Baker. She's very funny. Check out her podcast. Uh, I'm going to cancel one of her podcasts, so I would go check them out now. <laughs> and uh, what are you on Instagram? Tell them they can, they can uh, let me know what they think. It's Rosebud Baker. Yeah, on Instagram, Rosebud Baker. And uh, go look at her. Just, I can't wait to go check out your highlights to go watch her Justin Bieber stuff. <laughs> what, now, uh, I, I never asked this before, but what about uh, Rosebud? Where where does that come from? Nobody, And why do you stick with that and don't use Rosebud? I'm not that I care. Yeah, I'm yeah. just curious. That's a, interesting. Well, it was like a nickname that I got as a kid. Okay. And then uh, everyone. From what? What's your real name? Rosemary. Oh, okay. But all I was right. never called Rosemary. I was called Rosebud. And then they all just called me Bud. And when you grow up as Bud. <laughs> you don't want to be it's a bud. Like, it changes your personality. Yeah, what's it's, up, Bud Baker? Rosemary would have been a completely different person. Yeah. I mean, Rosemary wouldn't have been a comic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I, so I'm like, Rosebud is what I went back to when I got to college, and I was like, that's more feminine. Yeah. <laughs> it's very feminine. I yeah. don't know. You don't know what to expect by the name. Yeah. Okay. But I, and it was just, it felt more me. Like, Rosemary sounds. Like an old woman. Old lady's to me. name, yeah. yeah. I have a cousin named Rosemary. That's the end. I think you won't. There's names yeah. that die off after a while. You won't see. You won't have another Rosemary for a while. Rosebud yeah. Baker sounds like you sit on your porch of your plantation drinking lemonade. <laughs> well, geez, you didn't have to make it racist. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to throw a plantation. Are all plantations bad? <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> a plantation yes, full of plantains? <laughs> you could just say porch smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, I'm going to go into Snoop's weed shop. And they'd be like, try my Rosebud Baker. That's what I feel like. That is just the name of a strain. It does sound like yeah. a strain. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you getting up early and coming to my garage. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was uh, fun. Go see Rosebud at uh, Side Splitters, 960 1197 or to make reservations. And uh, check out her podcast and her Instagram, and I'll cancel one here in the next couple of days. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We'll uh, take a quick break. It's a Mike Cal the show. It's 1025 The Bone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.